0: Neil Brown just has that it
1: factor, I believe. He's bought into
2: the program. Everybody in the Big 12 is going to know his name, and all the quarterbacks are going to feel his pain. That underdog mentality has always been big for West Virginia.
1: We're just heartbroken that we were not good at our jobs.
0: He is the modern-day Don Nealon.
1: Trust the climb. And now it's time for the Country Roads Webcast. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation?
0: Welcome into the Oklahoma Preview Edition of the Country Roads Webcast. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz, joined by my co-host, Stephen. What's up, everybody? And our other co-host, Bradley. Yeah, yeah. All right, gentlemen, so uh, Oklahoma week, uh, six-time defending Big 12 champion, Oklahoma, uh, number three or number four, depending on what poll you're looking at, West Virginia will be playing them, 7.30 in Norman on ABC, primetime. Uh, but before we get into that, let's start this off the way we always like to on these previews with our final thoughts on the uh, Virginia Tech win. Anything, you know, in the past few days that you've came across that you wanted to bring up or, you know, just any final thoughts on the on the big win, big rivalry win over the Hokies to bring the Black Diamond trophy back home? Uh, what do you got, Bradley?
2: Yeah, going through and like watching, if you guys haven't watched, I'm sure I'm sure you two guys have, but if any of our fans haven't watched it, go through and find, uh, the, it's like a Virginia Tech, it's not necessarily highlights. it's like six minutes, 57 seconds long on WV football, I think, or WV sports maybe. And it's just really, it's really strong is when I was talking about how I really wanted to see, uh, our players and, you know, team get into this rivalry. It's good to hear them like get excited about it after the game. So I think that this is definitely going to be uh, Neil Brown talked about it being a moment that our team needs to find these moments that we can build upon. And that, that fourth goal and, uh, fourth and four, you know, uh, Fourth and goal, but four yards left to go, you know, that's a big moment for our program. And if they really grab that and take a hold of it, um, it could be a really, really sound building block for our team for the rest of the season after such a shaky start.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much exactly the same thing that I was going to say. I think that, like I said in the preview game, that this was one of the most pivotal games, um, you know, on West Virginia's schedule, if not the most pivotal game, because you have a chance of going one and four, two and two. Uh, or maybe even, you know, three and one, God forbid, you know, West Virginia comes out there and, and, and shows up in Norman. Uh, but, you know, I, I think R- West Virginia really proved themselves on how they, they bounced back. You know, I, I know they won the game against LIU, but I think, you know, everybody realized, you know, in the fan base and on the team that week three really was the bounce back week from week one. And I think the West Virginia came out and they showed, you know, a lot of poise and a lot of emotion in the game. You know, and they came out ready to play. And I think that's going to be really important for, for our team, like you said, Bradley, in, in, in a building moment moving forward, and especially like you, um, in a game you got coming up this weekend in Norman.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with uh, everything both of you guys said. Uh, the video Bradley just mentioned, yeah, I definitely finally got to watch that uh, last night before I went to bed, one of the last things I watched. And, yeah, that's really amazing. Check that out if you haven't. They got it on Facebook, on the YouTube, uh, wherever. It's yeah, about almost seven minutes, I think. Virginia Tech recap, and it's good stuff. You know, Neil Brown makes you want to run through a wall with some of the stuff that he said there, and I think as for my final thoughts for Virginia Tech, that's kind of what I go back to is uh, signature win for Neil Brown. You know, we had said biggest game of the Neil Brown era, and he passed the test and won that and, you know, did something that, you know, rest in peace Bill Stewart hadn't done uh, that Dana Holgerson never did, and that's win a non-conference uh, game against a ranked opponent. That was West Virginia's first win over a ranked non-conference opponent since uh, 2004 against Maryland. So, you know, that's, you know, something not to shake your head at. And a big thing for Neil Brown, you know, to get that win and get the Black Diamond Trophy back home. And, um, you know, whatever bad taste, you know, you have left in your mouth from the way Virginia Tech came back. At the end of the day, Neil Brown's job is to win football games, and he ended up winning the football game. So, shout out to him. And I think uh, trust the climb moving forward because, like you guys said, that could be a big – turning point for this program. I've likened it to the 2002 game for Rich Rodriguez and how that was kind of a turning point for his program, and we could possibly see the same thing for Neil. but that starts right here with a tough test. West Virginia hasn't won back-to-back games over top 15 ranked teams since 1993, Uh, so this would be absolutely huge if West Virginia could find a way to beat, you know, a top five ranked Oklahoma team that's Looked, you know, beatable this season at times, but, you know, it's still Oklahoma, still playing a primetime game in Norman where they're very hard to beat. But that being said, let's get into it. Opening thoughts on Oklahoma. What do you got, Steven?
1: Uh, I'm I'm really excited for this game uh, this weekend. I think I'm, you know, one of the only Mountaineer fans in in the fan base that's uh, actually optimistic about how this game will turn out. But uh, I think this game will be different than, any of the ones in, in recent memory, while West Virginia has been in the Big 12 at least, um, and the fact that this is probably going to be a defensive battle uh, more so than an offensive battle, I believe, because West Virginia's defense obviously is playing at a high level right now. That's who you know West Virginia is using to pretty much carry the football team in, in, in each of their games so far. Uh, and likewise with OU, you see uh, the, the game-winning interception by DJ Graham a play but oh, uh, i just don't think that uh oklahoma's offense is is got the firepower that everybody builds them up to be i haven't seen that much that impresses me out of spencer rattler um, compared to what you know he was hyped up to be coming out of high school i had a lot of high expectations for him and he's honestly playing more like an average quarterback than a uh than a superstar that oklahoma's quarterbacks are being that are used to being I guess I should say. So that gives me a little bit of optimism moving into this weekend, but I do think it's going to be more of a defensive battle than an offensive battle because, I mean, I never thought we would say this while, while, you know, being in the big 12, but I really do think that the big, the big 12 defenses have uh, have shown up a lot more than the big 12 offenses this year. It seems so far for the, uh, so far through the first three weeks.
0: Yeah. I think the the defensive have finally called up and you've started to see some really great, defensive play the last few years you know uh, iowa state was doing it tcu's had good defenses and you know west virginia these past two years is is legit and i think oklahoma like you said this is their best defense they've had in quite some time they got a lot of stars i know you mentioned the guy that had that um hell of a grab on that one one one-handed interception so you know some stars in the secondary some guys that can make plays and then still got nick Benito coming off the edge that's a scary sight so um you know i i think this oklahoma team is you know still finding their way and we've seen that in the past years where they've started off kind of slow and struggled and you know what I'm worried about is typical West Virginia bad luck they finally come out and find their groove against us and you know in a game where we're like oh they actually look beatable then they come out and look like world beaters against us so that's kind of my opening thoughts and what I'm uh, most worried about is yeah Oklahoma hasn't really looked like Oklahoma yet this year but usually at some point they do and I'm really worried that that's going to be this weekend but uh Bradley what about
2: you your opening thoughts against Oklahoma? Uh, I think that the game this weekend is going to be a statement game for either team. Uh, I think that, like you guys have talked, and I'm not going to beat a dead horse too much, but they're definitely a more beatable Oklahoma team than what we've seen in the past couple of years. They're not up to that uh, you know, boomer-sooner standard that we're used to. But I think that uh, coming into it, I, think that, I agree with Steven. I think it's going to be a defensive game, and I think it's going to be pretty back and forth on the defenses. Both of them have really shown up. And I, I think it's really going to come down to whether or not we grab that, I said all year that I feel like we've been lacking a spark. Maybe we got a little bit of a spark winning that last game, getting the trophy and bringing it home. If we could run with that spark, we could have really good things for WVU. But I said it in our uh, Virginia Tech – reaction. I was like, you know, I, I don't want Oklahoma to be the team, you know, that gets it rolling. You know, I or I don't want it this weekend to be the weekend that uh, Oklahoma gets it rolling. And I could definitely, I'm definitely glad we're getting them earlier on in the season where they're still seeming to be kind of getting things together as opposed to getting them in this later in the season when they're definitely full steam, when they found out exactly how their offense is going to be. But I, I definitely have high hopes for this game and I, I would just want to see us um, compete, whether we come away with a win or not. I, I need to see us Keep that momentum that we got from last weekend and keep it rolling into this weekend, whether we win or lose.
1: Yeah, since you touched on that, that's the thing that I do fear is that West Virginia will be too high up on themselves uh, going into this weekend after the game last weekend. Because that's what, what you generally see is you'll see either a team that's like that's building on that momentum from a high, you know, emotion win, or that high emotion win has you know ex- exhausted them uh, for the next week. So it'll be interesting to see what West Virginia comes out and plays like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have your defense that has like massive, you know, stops and, you know, the red zone and stuff like that. That's tiresome on the defense. I mean, getting out there and really throwing yourselves at it. I mean, I think they really gave it their all. So, I mean, is our defense going to have a down weekend? Cause I mean, it takes a lot to recover from that stuff. And I mean, you're turning around and coming up against probably the best wide receiver core. um, Some of the, just probably around the overall most talented team that we're going to go up against this year and you know if you're not bringing the exact same power and energy that you had last game because you know you you were forced to expend a lot of energy to like mm-hmm. keep that game close and keep that win in check you know is it going to come in that is that going to help lead to that like uh that downward swing kind of like what you were talking about
0: yeah it's like i think that yeah, they didn't have a lot of gonna... goal
1: line stands
0: oh yeah, yeah absolutely that the number one red that's zone the nation right now yeah that's what i said there that's That's the thing for me. I think I'm looking at the defense in this game. Uh, This defense has shown that they're, you know, maybe, like I said, not to the level rankings-wise. You know, I think I said this on the reaction show of last year's defense, but this defense has a lot of depth, and since they've been rotating uh, more, they've been doing a lot better. You know, that first game, they didn't really rotate players as much as they wanted to. I don't know if they didn't think those guys were ready yet or what, but especially along the defensive line and the secondary, that's really helped. But also, you know, I remember this defense coming out and struggling against Maryland's passing attack in that first game. So, to me, I'm looking at the defense to see how much have you improved since that first game, how much is the secondary gelling, because despite Spencer Rattler's struggles, he still has good numbers. You know, he's still completing 70% of his passes, even though he's, you know, been forcing some things this year. But that Oklahoma offense, you know, Lincoln Riley's going to design stuff up. He's going to have people open. And so I think this is a big test for the West Virginia defense to see how legit and how good they are. Against this uh, Oklahoma team, if they come out and you know hold Oklahoma under like 250 yards passing or something like that, then I'm like, okay, this this pass defense is for real. So I think for me, it's really a barometer for this defense and specifically the secondary. But uh, what are your all thoughts on the matchup between the West Virginia defense and this Oklahoma offense? Uh, what are you thinking, Stephen?
1: Uh, yeah, I think you're right about that. West or uh, Spencer Rattler is uh, fifth of the country in completion rating right now, so so he hasn't been that horrible. Um, I I think I just hold him to the the standards of of a normal Oklahoma quarterback, I guess. Right. Um, but he hasn't played to that level. Uh, but he hasn't he hasn't been horrible. But I do think that West Virginia's secondary is going to have a time with him, especially Sean Mahone. He has looked like um, like he's been able. You know, Sean Mahone plays well at times, but there has been more than a few times already this season that I've noticed, you know, he's got exploited on that backside yeah. of the defense. And I think, you know, we've seen it in the first game against Maryland with Raheem Jarrett breaking loose with that one touchdown. Uh, I've seen it once or twice last weekend, and they got lucky, and in, uh, in West Virginia, you know, was able to get pressure on Braxton Burmeister, and he wasn't able to get the ball off in time. Uh, but if, if Oklahoma is, is a little bit better at blocking on the offensive line, which they usually are, then that's going to give Spencer Rattler a little bit more time. And like you said, they're, they're going to have to cover receivers on that back end if they're going to at least tone down the big playability that, that Oklahoma's famous for. So that that is probably one of the biggest things in my mind for this defense to be able to hold is, is obviously those receivers in that secondary. But I think our defensive line will also be able to get pressure with all those guys rotating in and out and all these new guys starting to get playing time um, I think that was one of the greatest things about Jared Bartlett having his coming out party last week was, you know, now you're seeing we don't only have Dante. We don't only have Akeem. We've got guys that can show up when those guys are being double teamed or being forced into situations that they're not going to be able to to have an impact that they would like. Uh, so that that is one of my favorite things about last weekend. Um, I don't know, man. I think I think as we move forward, the secondary is going to find themselves and they're going to be able to rotate their own guys in and out of there. Um, I think the one the one guy that I want to see a little bit more is your guy is, is Darrell Porter Jr. Because, you know, ever since that dropped interception last week, I'm like, come on, man. We need, we, need we need a pick. Yeah,
0: we, we need a pick. Yeah, we need I mean, that's the
1: one thing I'll give against this defense, man. I, I want to see some more turnovers. I want I, I, I can't tell you how many times last week I was like, all right, we need to pick six or we need a pick here or something. And they just, you Yeah, know.
2: and that's something Neil Brown talked about is just the fact that, like, his defense isn't getting enough turnovers and, like, that's just oh, yeah. if – that's something we definitely got to improve upon if we were wanting to win these big games.
0: No, absolutely. Okay. I agree. They, You know, he said that recovering fumbles, they've been jumping right on it. They need to go, like, more to the side and try and scoop that ball up because I think he said they've had three or four that they haven't recovered. He said, you know, they finally got the one against Virginia Tech, but they have had opportunities at others. And, yeah, I agree. The defense has been doing great rotating guys in and out. And, you know, Jared Bartlett, B-12 Defensive Player of the Week, I wanted to mention that, well-learned. But, yeah, it's it's going to be a mm-hmm. test right You know, against this Oklahoma offense for sure. And hopefully the pass rush is there because if you give them guys too much time, somebody's going to get open, you know. And like you said, uh, I've seen, you know, some mishaps from Mahone as well. I think he's one of the – according to the PFF uh, ratings, he's one of the lower-rated, you know, defenders that we've been playing this year. And I think that's why you've seen more Jackie Matthews playing, you know, at that cat safety. And, you know, they've been putting Jackie Matthews all over the field, cat, spear, corner, nickel, wherever. He's been playing all over. But I think they've been trying to find ways to get him in. And uh, I think you need to rotate Kerry Martin in there. Some with uh, Sean Mahone wouldn't be a bad idea either. You know, I haven't seen too much of him yet this year. So, um, you know, if a guy's struggling, you know, maybe help him out a little bit. But I'm sure that the coaches realize that he's struggling too, and maybe they'll scheme up some things to, you know, try and keep that away and put it more toward, you know, Alonzo die there and, you know, center field with the free safety rather than that cat that Mahone's playing. And uh, a little bit more Jackie Matthews I think would help there as well. But uh, big tests coming up against this Oklahoma offense for this West Virginia defense. Uh, what's your thoughts on that matchup, Bradley?
2: Yeah, and so something I was looking into, because you guys covered, you know, uh, Spencer Rattler pretty good. Something I was looking into is Oklahoma's run game has not been that strong. They have two running backs right now that I think are sitting at like uh, like around. I actually looked at it, and it was kind of funny because in the Big 12 string leaders right now, um, they're quite a bit down there. They're like 13th and 15th, and right in between them is Garrett Green for uh, oh, wow. total rushing yards on the season, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, So I don't think that that's going to be – I think if we can definitely get that shut down and make them one-dimensional, then really force Spencer Rattler to beat us. Um, Which, I mean, he definitely has the capability to. And I think I came out and uh, I was talking on Facebook with some people during the Maryland game, and I said, you know, I just don't believe that Tolia and his wide receivers can carry a game. I was just like, I just don't think they can go out there and win the games by themselves. And I was absolutely wrong about that. So I'm not going to make the same statement saying that Spencer Rattler can't come out and beat us just by himself with his wide receiver core because they're definitely capable of doing so. What does make me feel good, though, a little bit more confident is the fact that last week I really talked about how um, going into the Virginia Tech game, I really wanted to see improvement in the communication in the backfield back there with all those defensive backs. I said because we really lacked against Maryland. I said that was one of our biggest downfalls in Maryland was just a lack of communication and not being where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. And, you know, we saw improvement against LIU, and we really didn't see too many blown coverages against Virginia Tech. I mean, I can't even think of too many off the top of my head. That we really just let them go. I mean they had a swing pass out there that got their uh second touchdown, I think it was their second touchdown, and you know that's not necessarily a blown coverage as much as it was sitting back in zone and you just got beat you know you got you got the pass underneath and they got blockers out there and they were able to make a play out of it rather than you know just getting beaten coverage. So I think we've definitely improved in that aspect. So I really think that our defensive backs are going to improve game after game because that's what we've seen so far is that they've gotten better and better on that communication. And as they do so, they're playing better and better ball. So I think that's really encouraging when it comes to, you know, that's going to be the – pretty much the tell of the game is can Spencer Rattler beat our coverage? And, I mean, he's – I think it's eventually going to come down to, you know, what Steven was talking about last week against Virginia Tech. I think it's going to be those big plays because if you miss one or two assignments, I mean – what neil brown has said you know our margin for error is so small if we miss one or two assignments on that defensive backfield this weekend that could cost us the game so i i think that that's really going to be the matchup like what you guys have been talking about because i just don't think the run game is going to be there and you know if our defensive backs can keep their communication up and give our defensive line just some time to get some pressure then i could definitely see us uh see us making some waves i, I think that's our best chance this weekend is if we can get that pressure and have good communication
1: I could see Oklahoma also running a little bit of those screen plays like Virginia Tech did last week yeah. because Which that was honestly, yeah, that was honestly one of the few things that their offense could do to get the ball rolling against West Virginia's defense. We'll start to run a little bit of those halfback screens out of the backfield, and and it started. You know, they did have some success from it against our defense, so I wouldn't be shocked to see Oklahoma do a little bit of that too.
0: Yeah, I think that. Um... I'm not too worried about West Virginia's defense against Oklahoma's offense. Like I said, this could be a game where they come out and and do some things, but um, I think that West Virginia's defense has proven they can hold their own against you know almost anybody. We saw that last season, and I think that if you look back at last season, you know the game was postponed and then ended up being canceled, but. Uh, all week all you heard was the coaches were very confident in that plan and you know the fact they never got to play that game you know uh, I was listening to Jared Parker's uh, interview today and he said you know they can kind of use that plan as a springboard to this year you know based off what Oklahoma has done you know in the past and, and things like that and so I think that that'll be helpful, and I think that West Virginia's defense is is going to do enough to keep you in the game. That's why I say I'm, I'm not worried about Oklahoma, West Virginia's defense, in the fact that I know Oklahoma's going to make plays, but I'm not worried about to the fact that I don't think that they're going to blow us out, because I think West Virginia's defense has shown that they always keep us in the game. What I'm worried more worried about is the other matchup I want to talk about, West Virginia's offense versus the Oklahoma defense. I said before that I think this is the best Oklahoma defense in quite some time, and I think for West Virginia to win this game, they they have to keep it in the 20s, so you really need to rely on that defense. I think if this game gets into the 30s or higher, West Virginia's in trouble because I don't know if West Virginia's offense uh, can score with you know Oklahoma if Oklahoma gets rolling. Uh, so you really need that defense to keep you in the game, which I'm confident about. But uh, the West Virginia offense is what I'm worried about, matching up against this Oklahoma defense, that being said. What are your thoughts on that side of the ball, uh, Bradley?
2: Yeah, so what I'm looking at going through these, I was just like looking at the stats so far through the first three games. So right now, the number one team in sacks, uh, uh, getting the most sacks of the season so far has been Oklahoma's defense. And you turn around, you look at the other side of the ball, and what team has given up the most sacks this year? It's WVU, and so that's really going to be a tough job, especially when you've got, uh, you know, I a not very strong, confident offense right now, you start getting sacks and stuff like that. Jared Daigie can have, you know, some of those big mistakes and stuff. And, um, that, that could really cost us. And I mean, it, it's a really scary thought. And then my only other thought other than the defensive line, because I think that, I think that's where the battle's going to be, their defensive line versus our offensive line. Can we, you know, keep that improvement that we saw against Virginia Tech a little bit and, you know, get even better protection. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough ask for our offensive line. Um, And then after that second-half adjustments, we've seen that we have no offense in the second half, and we can't continue to do that if we want to win any kind of semblance of a big game like this. I mean, it works against Virginia Tech because you got home-field advantage and our defense really showed up. That's not always going to be able to happen. I mean, you can't expect your defense to come in there and you bow their back every single time that Virginia Tech gets on our side of the field. And so if we want to win some of these bigger games and continue to make ourselves a more consistent force in the Big 12, we got to start scoring in the second half. Absolutely. Uh Steven, what are your thoughts on the
0: West Virginia offense going up against this Oklahoma defense?
1: Uh I'm like I'm I'm a little like you Bradley. I am a little scared for to see how our offensive line holds up against the defensive line because you know, we have given up a large amount of sacks this year and that defensive line for Oklahoma looks very stout as usual. Um but I do think the West Virginia's line came to play last week and came together a little bit more than they have. And you know, I think I you know I've mentioned it I think getting Michael Laughlin's really big. Getting him back on that right side is very, very big uh, for the kind of run schemes that we want to run and things like that. Uh, Doug Nestor getting the uh, the glove off of his hand was really big. Uh, you know, it helps him get up and get some leverage underneath some guys. I think as we move forward, this offensive line, we have talent on the offensive line. We've talked about it a bunch. Um, I, I just think that they need time to to get chemistry between them and, and know, you know, how to play with each other. You know, it's one thing to have talent. It's another thing to be able to, to gel with your teammates. And I think that last week you started to see West Virginia's run game come together a lot more than it has been in the previous uh, two games prior to that. So I, I think that we're going to only continue to get better on our offensive front, and our receivers also looked better last week. So they're they're showing me hope. I think West Virginia needs to go for more of those over the middle passes instead of trying to go deep a lot because that's when West Virginia starts to you know, if, once we start to go deep and throw that deep pass, we start to stutter step because then the Oklahoma defense, or you know any defense for that matter, is going to start to say, "Okay, well now they're going to," you know, it starts to just get more predictable. I feel like in the play calling, once you get a play, you try to go for a big play and it doesn't work, then you become predictable. Uh, so I, th- I think West Virginia is just getting better offensively. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to block all day. You're not gonna be able to get you know you're not gonna be able to let this guy come through you know you know every other play or this guy come through every other play you know you seen it a little bit with tech and they got into the backfield a few times on West Virginia but for the most part West Virginia was overpowered was able to overpower the defensive line and we got a pretty good push That's so why you've seen Letty go for you know well, how many how many yards on the on the second play of the ball game for our offense so if we play like that um, along the offensive front we're going to be in a good good position to win the football game on saturday because like you said our defense will put us in position to win the game it's just whether our offense is going to play to the level to have us you know are we going to have momentum going into the fourth quarter are we going to be complacent like we have been i I think i'm like you if it goes to put the 30s west virginia's in trouble if west virginia keeps it down in the 20s and and teens then then we might have a, a good shot to win
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, Like I said, with the West Virginia defense, it's, you know, I think a big barometer for the secondary. I think, as you guys said, it's a big barometer for the offensive line in this game because uh, you showed against Virginia Tech the improvement, you know, Michael Laughlin back, Doug Nestor without the club, uh, you know, maybe finally starting to gel after playing together, you know, for three games now. And that first run, you know, showed you that hole was huge and run blocking was really great all day. And one of the better, one of the best, Pass protection games I've seen as well. I think Daggy was only sacked once or twice, so you know that was good. You need to continue that, and I think this is a great test for that because, as Bradley said, Oklahoma leads the you know nation in, in sacks in the conference, whichever it was. But either way, this is a team that can get to the quarterback and got some great players on that defense. So
1: it's important to also know who Oklahoma has played to get those numbers as well. well
0: that's true. You got a, you got a good point there, but um, you know West Virginia going to have to protect the passer in this one, and more importantly, going to have to continue the good run blocking because. I um, heard a stat today, and this is very interesting. I didn't know this, but I think it's the big key now, is uh, Neil Brown's team, since he came to West Virginia, 9-0 and when the team rushes for over 100 yards. 9-0. and So they went over 100 against Virginia Tech, got Ooh. another win. So uh, West Virginia goes for over 100. Uh, seems like they got a good chance.
2: Yeah. Also, another interesting fact our top-rated lineman so far this season has been Zach Frazier. That's sophomore up front from West Virginia. Absolutely. He's been grading out in the upper 90s every single time, and that's super impressive, especially if coming from your center, the guy that you really want grading high because that means he's reading defense as well. That's, like, super impressive. So shout-out to Zach Frazier for really, like
1: – I don't think we've uh, had that, that friggin- those kind of numbers for a, a center at least since – since Dan Moses maybe s- Tyler Orlowski yeah, was pretty Moses good yeah. this couple years but yeah
2: not since I have been a fan of I could I even think of one I'm and that's that was my position know he the not guys so he's Dan Moses
1: really spoiled us I think because in in those times I don't think West Virginia was under the impression that we could have a bad offensive lineman with the way yeah. those teams were playing
2: well when you got to get to the West whole Virginia.
0: offensive line.
2: Oh, Oh, yeah, Yeah. shout out to the West Virginia boys really holding it down. I mean, we got three West Virginia boys that are all four-star recruits on that offensive line, and you love to see it. Because you know that I can't help but think that that helps improve communication because, I mean, you know, you're talking about the – Shout out to them, but shout out to Neil Brown
1: for recruiting homegrown talent. Absolutely. Getting them home uh, too. How long have we been griping to get these homegrown guys that, you know, they're finally coming to West Virginia, and we're seeing how how lucrative it's been for us. That's awesome.
2: Imagine how how impressive it would have been if we – Darnell Wright wasn't a freaking punk and would have actually came home. <laughs> oh, he played us with that one. But no, that's one <laughs> thing still I mad did about notice. That one. I hope we get to play yeah, this season. We do. I, I know yeah, we play
0: When was it? I don't know if he'll still be there. He'll probably be gone. And then was it twenty twenty five or twenty twenty four or something like that? Yeah, no. he'll probably be gone. Yeah, yeah. but yeah,
2: uh, that's one thing yeah, I shout out noticed. To Zach yeah. Frazier. That's NFL talent right there. I mean, that's impressive. I mean, that's going to be he'll be playing on Sundays. Yeah, you sure. got three out of the five offensive linemen that are playing a lot.
0: Was West Virginia guys, like you said, because that's one thing I noticed upon rewatching watching the game is uh, Wyatt Milam. I think Parker Moore got the technical start, but Wyatt Milam uh, played more than Parker Moore on that right tackle spot for, I think, that's the first time all season because, you know, Wyatt Milam, I think we all mentioned against Maryland, he had his struggles and stuff, but uh, maybe he's really starting to, you know, come along now as well, too, and that'll be big. Like I said, just the more that offensive line starts to gel, I think they're only going to get better as the year goes along, and this is a big, big test for them, so Talked a little bit about the matchups. Let's talk uh, key to victory now. Um, What are you guys thinking? What does West Virginia need to do, the key, to come away with a huge upset win and get three straight wins for the first time since Neil Brown uh, took over as head coach? Uh, What's your key to victory, Stephen?
1: I think you touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, I'm actually going to go opposite of what I've been saying in the past. I've been saying that West Virginia needs to get over that 30-point mark um, and – you know, really show what our offensive firepower can do. But I actually am on the other f- side of the fence in this game. I think if West Virginia is able to hold it under 30 points, uh, West Virginia will have both teams, that is, that then West Virginia is going to have a really strong chance to win the football game. Because I feel like if you make it an offensive battle, West Virginia is not going to be able to keep up. But if you make it a defensive battle, which is what I believe that it will be, uh, then West Virginia is going to have a really strong chance to, to stay in the football game and possibly win it this year. And... Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this matchup. This is, I think, the most uh, – I think the, the the guy on our reaction show touched on it the other day. I think this is the most winnable game against an Oklahoma team since he's at least joined in the Big 12 Conference in my mind.
0: Yeah, one of the first times you've got them early, you know, in the season, and that's when you've kind of had close your close games with them, is uh, getting them earlier in the season. And then, you know, the past couple of years they've shown, you know, lose that – they've lost, you know, their first, second, or third Big 12 game they've played. So, you know, great chance, absolutely. But uh, prime time in Norman, I think that kind of goes against you a little bit. But uh, we'll see how that goes. But for me, my key to victory, I'm going to say, is just uh, quarterback play. I think it's the play of this offense. I think if the quarterback play is good, I think the offense can maybe score that 30 points that I think They'll need to win this game. Like we said, I think before only four times. And I think it was like 21 games. Neil Brown against the power five has scored over 30. I think to get this win, you're going to have to do that again. West Virginia's defense may keep them under 30, but they're probably going to get close to 30 at least. So I think you need to score 30 again. And I think West Virginia's offensive line is starting to gel. I think Letty's a stud. I think our wide receivers have been consistently beating people. That That's what's impressed me. So for me, it's the quarterback play. If you can hit those passes when those guys are open, if you can get West Virginia in the right play, whether it's Garrett Green coming in and making some you know sparks with his packages when he gets in there, or Daggy really you know having his best game as a Mountaineer, West Virginia is going to need some good quarterback play to win uh, this one against Oklahoma. So that's my key to victory because I think you're going to need to score uh, thirty in this one. Uh, Bradley, what about you? What's so your key to victory? so opposite of mine,
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, my key to this victory is going to be, and I brought it up, I think it's going to be second-half offense. I think if we come out and we don't make score more than a field goal in the second half, I don't think there's any shot we win this game. I, I just don't see it happen. I think you got to come out – got to come out strong. I mean, I could see us um, – you know, Neil Brown scripted plays. Like we talk usually go pretty well in the first half. But, like, I, he needs to come out and, and make some plays in the second half. We can't – if we come out and have a stagnant offense, there's no way that Oklahoma doesn't build momentum – and you know, run us out of that house. So if we don't come out and get some get some scores in the second half, then I just I don't think we're going to come away with that win. So and because I, I think you, like your defense just gets worn out if you're not moving the ball, if you're not getting progress, and then I think that's when it turns into a thirty point plus game is when we start letting up a couple touchdowns in the second half, and that's where we lose it at. So I I think we got to be able to have a strong offensive performance in the second half. Uh, no matter what happens in the first half. I think we got to come out in the second half and be able to put points on the board if we want to win this game.
0: Great point. You know, really need to turn that second-half offense around. You know, we've talked about that and the struggles in the Neil Brown Brown era of second-half offense and, you know, scoring in general really, but specifically second half has been, you know, pretty bad, and we saw that last week again, you know, rear its ugly head. So hopefully – This is a game where they keep their foot on the pedal and, you know, make some plays in the second half, whether they have a lead at halftime or need to come back, what have you. Hopefully they come out in the second half just as explosive as they start the game. That's a, that would be a, a big key, I think so. Uh, we've talked the matchups. We've talked key to victory. Uh, we're going to get down to predictions, but before we do that, I want to remind you guys that uh, Sunday evening's uh, following the West Virginia game, you can check out our live stream. So uh, do that for this Oklahoma game if you'd like. That way you can chime in, comment with us, You know, get some more interaction with you guys uh, in Mountaineer Nation. That's always great. So live stream will be on our Facebook and on our YouTube uh, Sunday evening at some point. We'll let you know ahead of time on our social media when it is, and you can follow that on Twitter at WVU Country Roads. Got the live tweets going during the game. And then, of course, subscribe to us on YouTube and uh, like us on Facebook and uh, any podcast platform. You can find us on there. Just search Country Roads webcast. We're all over Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. So I uh, just want to do a quick little uh, podcast business there. And uh, you guys definitely need to check out that live stream. It's it's good and a lot of fun. And we'll have that up um, after this Oklahoma game. But hopefully, uh, let's see what we think will be, what kind of mood we'll be in uh, for that live stream as we all three are going to give our score predictions now for this Oklahoma game as West Virginia heads into Norman to take on a top-five Oklahoma team, looking for their third straight win and their second straight win over a ranked team. Uh, what do you think is going
2: to happen, Bradley? So I think – I <laughs> – I'm, I'm – <laughs> Man, it's <that's> so tough. <laughs> I think that – I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a defensive game. I think that we're going to have the ball in the end with a chance to win, but I think we're going to come up a little short. I think that Oklahoma is going to hit that 30 point mark. And I think that we're going to get it close, but I'm going to say it's going to be 24 to 31.
0: I like it. I mean, you know, that's within a touchdown and I'd be happy with West you you know, keeping it close because uh, I'll go ahead and throw my prediction out. Um, I think that, uh, I said my fear, you know, at the beginning is Oklahoma has looked beatable, but, you know, West Virginia's luck, they'll come out and look like world beaters. And I think that maybe you'll see Spencer Rattler have his best game of the year. I think that they've got him in a spot in primetime where he can thrust himself back into the Heisman conversation and stuff like that. This is going to be a great showcase for him, you know, opportunity wise, anyways. I think West Virginia's defense has a chance, but uh, this is going to be a big test for them. I think Oklahoma's still going to be able to find some ways to score. I think the home field advantage is going to play big. And as I said, West Virginia's offense—I don't know if they can—they can score with this Oklahoma team. So, as bad as I hate to do it, I got Oklahoma thirty-eight to twenty-one. Um, Steven, what do you got?
1: All right. Well, I've been waiting to give this one. So, as uh, as i said, that uh, Oklahoma has played very suspect up to this point of the season. Uh, we've touched on it. They always lose at least one one game in the beginning of the Big Twelve schedule. It seems like. And they always have a game where they play. You know, they come out and play flat. They came out and played flat against Tulane. They came out. They played against uh, Nebraska, and they were flat. And you can make the argument that Nebraska had a pretty good football team. I'm not. I'm not under that impression. I think Scott Frost is running the that program into the ground up there, and I don't think that they're on the way up at all. So to be in a game to where you have the possibility to lose that game in Norman, uh, I think that that screams that you're not playing to the level that, you know, you're wanting to or usually do play at. I think on the flip side, West Virginia's coming off a very high-motion win. Uh, they're, they're finding themselves and playing better throughout the weeks. I really – I truly believe this is the year the West Virginia takes it home. Uh, I really do think West Virginia's going to go out to Norman and play um, at a very high level. I think this is going to be the game that turns Neil Brown's career around and gets West Virginia, you know, on the right direction moving um moving forward in the coming seasons. Uh, with that being said, I think West Virginia goes out there and they win at 34-20. to 20. Wow. I think we win by two touchdowns. Wow. Um, yeah. I know, that's, <laughs> I, I know. I know. Oh, bold, I, but I don't bold. think West Virginia – the reason I say that is because – this is why – I don't think West Virginia is going to be able to hold on into a close game. Um, I think our defense is going to have to hold their their offense in a, in a similar fashion as the way that we did the Virginia Tech offense this past weekend. And, you know, West Virginia's offense jumps out to, you know, a little bit of a lead uh, by a couple touchdowns, and then you start to see a little bit of a, a resurgence from their Oklahoma offense. And I know it, it, it sounds like I'm a dreamer right now, and I'm, I'm just talking out, my, out the side of my neck, but I'm telling you what I've seen out of the Oklahoma offense and their defense versus what I've seen out of West Virginia in the first three games. And what I've seen is West Virginia's been tested. They've been tested from good football teams that have shown quality football in the first two or three weeks. Um, however, Oklahoma has not shown me that. They've played bad football teams and still played bad football. And so I think West Virginia is a little bit more – they come into the game with a little bit more um, – I don't want to be – I don't want to just stay on repeat, but they, they come in more tested than Oklahoma does at this point in the season. And I just – I don't know. I, I, I've got a really good feeling. I've got I had a really good feeling about last week. I'm going to leave these blue and gold glasses on until <laughs> – no. Until Monday uh, morning, at least.
0: No, I mean, I understand where you're no, coming so. from because, like, golden blue glasses on, I can see it through that view. Uh, but the way that I'm looking at it is is West Virginia better than Nebraska? It's
1: on the history side.
0: Is West Virginia better than Tulane?
1: Absolutely.
0: I don't know. I don't, absolutely. Sure. I don't know that we are. I don't, I don't know absolutely.
1: that we are. Absolutely.
2: I don't know. What I, I know that mean. we
1: are. I know that's that's we are. If you look at the talent on those sides of the ball, I know that we are.
2: But you don't got to be downright awful. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't. <laughs> I don't know for a
0: fact that we are. Like Nebraska has been a mixed bag. They looked really bad early, but then they hung with Oklahoma and head to head. West Virginia, and Nebraska. I, I think. That's, that's the probably thing. Didn't even like, match what up. does did they Oklahoma, hang Oklahoma
1: have, that did makes Oklahoma you feel like there's that? Other than the fact that they've won these games, what makes you think Oklahoma's so great of a football team? That's my thing. They that's haven't done these
2: they should be that great of a team. Right,
1: because they are every year. But they haven't done something this year to show you that they are that football team. West Virginia comes out against a Virginia Tech team that does make a resurgence late in the football game. You are tested late in the game, and you still have multiple goal line stands. Your defense is tested in that facet. Okay? Flip over to Maryland in week one, you know what that loss feels like. You know what going into a close, into a raucous environment, if you can say that. West Virginia was pretty much having a home game up there in College Park. But you know what going into an away game, um, playing down on the road feels like. You know, West Virginia, I just feel like with the things that we have on our side going into this matchup, being an early season matchup versus late in the season because West Virginia with Paul Millard went out to Norman, Oklahoma, Norman, Oklahoma and almost won that game.
0: That's so, true. That's what, That's the last time you and played in That was in the last time
1: they played in this type of a football and game it was early in the game. season, yeah, a night game. Yeah, it was a game. night game. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, so I I I don't know. I think that the cards are more in favor of West Virginia than they ever have been since joining the Big Twelve. In my opinion,
0: well, despite what I'm saying here, I do feel more confident than like I have in years past. I think Neil Brown and them have shown shown good ways to game plan and stuff. So despite what I'm saying, I do I do have some hope. You know what I'm saying, but I'm just trying to keep it realistic and I guess not get my hopes up (laughs) more so than anything. No, I know. But like I like I said, I don't know mm-hmm. that West Virginia, West Virginia and Nebraska, I feel like that they're probably pretty evenly matched if they were head-to-head, you know, this season. And that Tulane team that Oklahoma played, I, I think Tulane can score better than West Virginia. Do I think West Virginia is better and has more talent than Tulane? Absolutely. But uh, West Virginia hasn't shown the ability to score like that because Tulane was down and then came back and put, you know, almost 40 points on Oklahoma. And I don't know if West Virginia gets down like that if they have the offense to come back and, you know, score like that. So that's why I say is West Virginia, you know, bet just you know, any better than those two teams. And like you said, Oklahoma hasn't looked great, but have they not looked great because they're not good or is it just a matter of time? Because usually the answer is it's just a matter of time, and uh, I'm just fearing that this ta- that time is coming Saturday.
2: And see, I'd be more on board with Steven, but I just can't. I see us being ahead in the first half. I do. I see us having – I see us being up at least like 17-14, you know, I see us being up at halftime, but I just don't see our – I think our offense is going to come out and maybe score one touchdown in the second half because they haven't proven that they can come out and do it. If, like – I mean, I guess that's why I made it my key to victory. If they can come out and score in the second half, then I could definitely see them, you know, putting up the two touchdowns lead like Steven said because if our offense gets rolling, then our defense is going to be, you know, our defense, and then we could definitely hold them to that 34-20 score. But until they can prove that they can come out and score in that second half, it, it, i just can't do it <laughs> you know like well, that's I, the really thing i think again, this is you know? the
1: game that they do prove that because like i've said before up until this season west virginia has been a second half football team so i'm not going to necessarily be so I'm, you know i've touched on it a lot how west virginia has yet to score in a second half this season other than you know the long island game but prior to that i feel like west virginia has been a second half football team and an on the road football team for that matter so I think West Virginia – we only had – we don't have a lot of sample size to go with, you know, with the, with Maryland and Virginia. That's two games. I mean, that's quite a bit of sample size, but it's not a great sample size. So I don't want to, you know, just act like West Virginia is totally incapable of scoring the football in the second half because we know we can. I think our biggest problem is that we get too conservative in the second half, and I think we're going to continue to build upon that moving forward. I know that our coaches know that, and – I don't know. I have full confidence that Neil Brown knows what he's doing. I'm not one of the the fans that you know is totally against him, right? You know, doing what he's got to do to progress the team in the right way. And I, I do. I feel like right now the West Virginia's got a lot of things moving in the right direction. Especially after you had you know a week as bad as you had in week one against Maryland, West Virginia's got the ball rolling right now, and they look like a really good football team. If you get some of those minor details fixed.
2: And do, we think that, do you think we're going to see more or less Garrett Green this week? I don't think we're going to see any less Garrett Green this weekend more. than we saw last weekend.
1: I was going to you, say more. Do you think
2: yeah. we're going to see I, I think – I, I is it going to be? He's going to throw. not start this year. I don't. He's going to throw. Yeah, he's not going to start. I don't think he's going to start. But I do
1: think as the games go on, you'll see him get more and more packages in there because they're going to feel more comfortable of what they're trying to do with the offense and what they can run with him versus what they can do with Jared Decky in there. And plus what you could do with guys around them while. While one of the others in the football game, so yeah, yeah I think and this I will be one was, of the main games that you can test what you needed, what you can do with with them, because you're going to be seeing a good defense, and you can know what you'll be able to to run and what you can't.
2: And I think I think anything short of a uh, or anything other than a blowout, I think Mountaineer fans are going to be okay. I don't think we're going to see calls for Neil Brown's head after this game right. if you lose it by two touchdowns. No, but yeah, I. I, I could def- I think people are still gonna be mad if we just like don't have second half offense. I'm gonna keep beating that. I'm sorry. It's just No, nah, that's place. true. The ol- the offense needs it's to come, come out, out yeah, this no game far, and do no something. School.
1: I will be. <laughs> I'll be mad if we don't. If we if we don't I'll tell you, if we don't score a second half touchdown in this game, I will I'll be upset. I will.
2: Yeah. I if we don't right score a second half so. touchdown in this game, then I'm gonna start calling for an offensive head uh, for offensive coordinator. I think that we need to stop letting Neil Brown call the plays and let somebody else come in that's willing to, you know get spicy in the second half and let some things fly. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. I think so. Or,
0: you know, you got, you're going to have to make some adjustments there if that, if that continues for the rest of the season, especially you know, in the off season, somebody may end up being a scapegoat and having to get the boot or something you know, but yeah, something definitely going to have to change there, especially with that second half offense, and I think like you guys said, I think we'll see more Garrett Green, but I also think we'll see uh, some things that, what, you know, Neil Brown and Jared Parker have up their sleeves that we haven't shown yet, and you know, kind of some interesting ways to get the ball to our playmakers probably some different stuff for Letty we haven't seen some different stuff for Winston Wright we haven't seen as well, and I think that they've probably got some stuff up their sleeve for Oklahoma, because uh, this is a game where you want to pull out all the stops, so I wouldn't be surprised at all to see you know some trickeration or something like that. That being said, yeah, um, I'm
1: hoping so too,
0: yeah, I know it's uh, we we need it, you know' you never beat this team, so come out, give it all you got, and uh let the chips fall where they may, but uh that being said, yeah. we've talked matchups, we've talked prediction, x factor, uh let's give some final thoughts before we get out of here, gentlemen uh it can be about this game, or you know anything you want really uh soapbox is uh, is yours, so uh
2: final thoughts, uh, what do you got for this week, Bradley uh I feel like I've laid it all out there. I got, I've i gotten it all off my chest. i got a lot of expectations for this weekend. I'm excited to be playing a night game in Norman and see how our team shows up. Um, as long as they build on the momentum and we don't get shut out, I'll be a happy camper this weekend. Yeah,
0: I'd just like to say that I apologize to Mountain Nation for being so pessimistic all the time. But, hey, I'm just trying to uh, keep my – not get my hopes up and let myself down and uh, – trying to do this without my golden blue glasses on, I guess, and be a little bit more of a realist because I've always, you know, had the high hopes and stuff, I guess. So I'm looking at it a little differently, I guess. Maybe I'm just getting old and, and grouchy. I don't know. But uh, that's my final thought, really. <laughs> uh, Steven, oh, what yeah, about one you? Oh, yeah, go ahead. ahead
2: sorry. sorry, I miscut you. Uh, Shout out to like uh, the Country Roads Webcast fans. So, so we've been, definitely been growing a lot this year. So we've been keeping absolutely. up a consistent schedule. And we appreciate all the support that we've been getting. So a lot of people have been getting engaged and stuff like that. We've had a lot of fan love. So I shout out to that because I've been really appreciating that. Yeah. Appreciating that absolutely this year. Absolutely, definitely,
0: definitely all yeah, all absolutely. for Let's Mountaineer continue Nation
1: to grow from here. We really appreciate you guys for sure. That uh, What sad. I was going to touch on, uh, I was just to say what I was going to touch on was I'm hoping to see, and it doesn't look like we're going to see. Uh, any team be afraid to kick the ball to Winston right? So I'm hoping to see a little bit out of him this weekend, and I want him to take one to the house, uh, set the tone against Oklahoma. I think if we come out and we play uh, some pretty good special teams, I think that will set the tone more to, more so than than anything our defense will do or anything our offense will do all day. I think our our special teams are really going to come out. Good
0: point.
1: Yeah, yeah. gotta win this yeah, our game. The Oklahoma special important. teams has been yeah.
0: Yeah. You've seen no an emphasis on special teams be, by Neil, and I think that that's big if they come out and do the thing. You know,
1: that, two block no field has. goals already this year, and and uh, how you know you get the touchdown against LIU from Winston Wright, and then you get however many return yards in the, in the Maryland game. Special teams come to play this year, man. I love it.
0: Absolutely. It's the, you know, the hidden factor. And, you know, Neil Brown, as we've talked about, he's a highly detailed guy and takes everything into account. So he knows if he wins special teams, that gives him a great chance to, you know, win the game overall. So he's put a big emphasis on that. And I think it's paying off. Absolutely. All right, so uh, I guess that'll wrap it up for the Oklahoma preview this week. Like I said, join us on Sunday for our live stream reaction. Of course, we'll flip that into a podcast episode and have the audio here as well. For y'all that like audio only, just find us on any podcast platform you choose. Search Country Roads webcast and, of course, the video version up on our Facebook and on our YouTube as well. Subscribe to that if you haven't already. So continue to try and grow the uh, video side of this, unveiling that here in Season 4 and uh, going with some uh, things with video and not just being – audio only anymore, so uh, got that going, so check that out. And then, as always, follow us on social media, Facebook, and then on Twitter at WVU Country Roads. We'll live tweet during the game, so uh, follow us there. It's a great place, you know, a lot of fun during, during WVU game days, and hopefully it's a good one this Saturday against Oklahoma. But that being said, until next time, as always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz, and for Steven and Bradley, until next time, let's go. Mountaineers. If you really want to know, then come on, let's go.
1: Take a stroll down those.